1: WELCOME TO OUR MONDAY'S BROADCAST OF THE GOSPEL TRUTH. TODAY I AM CONTINUING A SERIES THAT I STARTED TWO WEEKS AGO. ACTUALLY, THIS IS THE BEGINNING OF MY THIRD WEEK OF TEACHING ON THIS SUBJECT OF THE WAR IS OVER. AND AS I'VE SAID, THIS IS ONE OF MY FAVORITE THINGS TO TEACH. I'VE ALREADY COVERED A LOT OF MATERIAL. I HAVEN'T GOT TIME TO GO BACK THROUGH IT. I WOULD LIKE TO SAY BEFORE I GET STARTED THAT OF COURSE, BECAUSE TODAY IS NEW YEAR'S EVE, WE HAVE OUR PHONE CENTER CLOSED TODAY AND TOMORROW, I BELIEVE, JUST TO GIVE OUR EMPLOYEES SOME TIME OFF. AND SO YOU WON'T BE ABLE TO CALL IN, BUT YOU CAN ALWAYS GO TO OUR WEBSITE, AWMI.NET, AND YOU CAN GET ALL OF THE MATERIALS THAT WE'RE OFFERING. AND I WOULD REALLY ENCOURAGE YOU TO DO THIS, BECAUSE I HAVE COVERED A LOT OF THINGS THAT SOME OF THE THINGS I'M GOING TO TEACH TODAY MAY NOT uh, SEEM LOGICAL TO YOU. OR LET ME rephrase THAT. IT'LL SEEM SO RADICAL TO YOU THAT SOME OF YOU MIGHT CHOKE ON THIS. BUT IF YOU WERE TO GET IT IN SEQUENCE, THE THINGS THAT I'VE ALREADY BEEN TEACHING ABOUT, I THINK THAT YOU WOULD SEE THAT THIS JUST FITS PERFECTLY. SO REAL QUICKLY, LET ME SAY THAT I STARTED WITH LUKE CHAPTER 2 VERSE 14, WHERE IT SAYS THAT THE ANGELS WERE SINGING AT THE BIRTH OF JESUS, AND THEY SAID, GLORY TO GOD IN THE HIGHEST, AND ON EARTH PEACE, Goodwill towards man. That's not talking about peace among men, because Jesus Himself said, "Don't think I came to send peace on the earth. I didn't come to send peace, but a sword and division. A house will be divided, two against three, etc." This wasn't the angels singing about that there was going to be peace among men. If you were to just look at world history for the last two thousand years since Jesus came, it has not. STOPPED WARS. IT HAS NOT JUST CAUSED PEACE AMONG men. THAT'S NOT WHAT THIS IS TALKING ABOUT. IT WAS TALKING ABOUT PEACE FROM GOD TOWARDS MAN. THE WAR BETWEEN GOD AND MAN WAS OVER. AND THE REASON THAT THIS HAPPENED IS BECAUSE GOD IMPUTED ALL OF YOUR SIN AND MY SIN TO JESUS. AND HE ACTUALLY PLACED HIS WRATH AND HIS PUNISHMENT FOR OUR SINS UPON JESUS, AND BECAUSE OF THAT NOW, THE WAR IS OVER. AND SEE, GOD IS A JUST GOD. HE'S A HOLY GOD, AND GOD COULDN'T JUST SAY, WELL, MAN HAVE DESTROYED THEMSELVES, THEY'VE SINNED, AND, BUT I JUST HATE TO SEND EVERYBODY TO HELL, AND SO I THINK I'LL JUST FORGIVE EVERYBODY. NO, A JUST HOLY GOD CAN'T DO THAT. HE, THERE HAD TO BE A PUNISHMENT FOR SIN. HE TOLD ADAM THAT IN THE DAY YOU EAT OF THE FRUIT, YOU WILL SURELY DIE. Romans chapter 6 verse 23 says that the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. Sin had to be judged. Sin had to be paid. So a holy God couldn't just say, "Well, I'm going to wipe sin away and I'm not going to hold people's sins. I just I'll give them forgiveness as a gift." No, it sin had to be paid. Either we had to pay it or GOD SENT HIS SON JESUS, AND JESUS BECAME OUR PAYMENT FOR OUR SIN. AND NOW THE LORD IS JUST AND HOLY AND RIGHTEOUS WHEN HE EXTENDS MERCY AND GRACE AND DOESN'T GIVE US WHAT WE DESERVE BECAUSE HE HAS PAID FOR OUR SINS. WE DIDN'T PAY FOR him PERSONALLY. JESUS BORE OUR SINS. Yeah, AND I'VE USED ALL OF THESE VERSES ALREADY, BUT 2 CORINTHIANS CHAPTER 5, VERSE 21, SAYS, FOR HE MADE HIM TO BE MADE SIN FOR US WHO KNEW NO SIN THAT WE MIGHT BE MADE THE RIGHTEOUSNESS OF GOD IN HIM. JESUS BECAME SIN FOR US, NOT BECAUSE OF HIS OWN SIN. HE DIDN'T DO ANYTHING. HE DIDN'T SIN, BUT HE BECAME SIN FOR US AND GOD PUNISHED HIM AND BROUGHT ALL OF HIS WRATH. I USE THOSE VERSES OUT OF JOHN CHAPTER 12 VERSE 31-32. AND IT SAYS THAT HE BECAME ALL OF OUR SIN, AND ALL OF OUR JUDGMENT WAS PLACED UPON JESUS. SO NOW GOD CAN FORGIVE US. SO I'VE ALREADY LAID A FOUNDATION FOR TWO WEEKS ON THIS. TODAY WHAT I WANT TO DO IS JUST GO FURTHER AND EXPLAIN HOW THIS COULD BE BECAUSE WE HAVE BEEN TAUGHT THROUGH RELIGION TO BE SO SIN-CONSCIOUS THAT THERE'S A LOT OF PEOPLE THAT THEY JUST CAN'T... THEY CAN'T EMBRACE THIS. THEY HAVE BEEN TAUGHT THEIR ENTIRE LIFE. I'VE HAD PEOPLE COME TO ME THAT HAVE BEEN SAVED FOR 20, 30, 40, 50 YEARS, AND THEY HAVE JUST GONE AROUND. I'M AN OLD SINNER, SAVED BY GRACE. THEY ARE CONSCIOUS, CONSTANTLY SIN CONSCIOUS, AND YET THAT IS NOT THE NEW TESTAMENT MODEL THAT WE WERE TOLD TO FOLLOW. IT'S AN OLD TESTAMENT THING. SO WHAT I WANT TO DO IS GO INTO THE BOOK OF HEBREWS, AND THE BOOK OF HEBREWS, I HAVEN'T GOT TIME TO TEACH THE WHOLE THING, BUT IT'S ONE OF MY FAVORITE BOOKS IN THE BIBLE. IT IS TO TRANSITION PEOPLE FROM THE OLD TESTAMENT WAY OF RELATING TO GOD INTO THE NEW TESTAMENT WAY OF RELATING TO GOD. AND SAD TO SAY, MOST CHRISTIANS TODAY ARE STILL WORSHIPPING GOD UNDER THE OLD TESTAMENT MINDSET AND MODELS. WE MAY NOT OFFER AN ANIMAL SACRIFICE ANYMORE. WE MAY NOT KEEP THE FEAST DAYS WE'VE CHANGED SOME OF THE THINGS THAT WE DO, BUT IT'S THE SAME MINDSET. IT'S LIKE IF YOU WERE DRIVING A CAR. YOU'RE ON THE SAME ROAD. YOU'RE GOING TO THE SAME DESTINATION. YOU JUST HAVE CHANGED VEHICLES. NO LONGER DO WE DRIVE, YOU KNOW, THIS OLD VW BUG OR SOMETHING. WE MAY HAVE A DIFFERENT TYPE OF CAR, BUT IT'S THE SAME PLACE, SAME PATH, AND PEOPLE are, ARE APPROACHING GOD THE SAME WAY THAT THEY DID IN THE OLD TESTAMENT. AND YET, AS THE NEW TESTAMENT BELIEVER, WE HAVE SO MUCH GREATER PROMISES, GREATER WAY OF APPROACHING GOD. LET ME JUST READ A VERSE HERE OUT OF HEBREWS, CHAPTER 8 AND VERSE 6, IT SAYS, BUT NOW HOW HATH HE, SPEAKING OF JESUS, OBTAINED A MORE EXCELLENT MINISTRY BY HOW MUCH ALSO HE IS THE MEDIATOR OF A BETTER COVENANT WHICH WAS ESTABLISHED UPON BETTER PROMISES. MAN, WHAT PART OF BETTER DO WE NOT UNDERSTAND? AND YET THE AVERAGE CHRISTIAN TODAY JUST SEES THE OLD COVENANT AND THE NEW COVENANT AS THE SAME THING. THE ONLY DIFFERENCE BETWEEN THE OLD AND THE NEW COVENANT TO MOST PEOPLE IS ONE BLANK PAGE IN in THEIR BIBLE RIGHT HERE. AND THAT'S-IT'S JUST LIKE A DIVISION. BUT NO, IT IS A DIFFERENT COVENANT. IT'S A DIFFERENT CONTRACT. WE HAVE A DIFFERENT WAY OF RELATING TO GOD. AND IN HEBREWS CHAPTER 8 IN VERSE 6, IT SAYS THAT HE, WE HAVE A BETTER COVENANT THAT WAS ESTABLISHED UPON BETTER PROMISES. VERSE 7, FOR IF THAT FIRST COVENANT HAD BEEN FAULTLESS, THEN SHOULD NO PLACE HAVE BEEN SOUGHT FOR THE SECOND. AGAIN, THIS IS SHOWING YOU THAT THEY AREN'T BOTH IN EFFECT AT THE SAME TIME. THE NEW COVENANT REPLACED THE OLD COVENANT. VERSE 8, FOR... YOU KNOW, HE'S QUOTING HERE FROM JEREMIAH CHAPTER 31. SO HE'S SAYING THAT EVEN THE OLD COVENANT PROPHESIED THE END OF ITS ADMINISTRATION, AND THAT THERE WAS COMING A NEW COVENANT, A BETTER COVENANT. AND YET AGAIN, MOST CHRISTIANS TODAY ARE STILL LIVING UNDER THE OLD COVENANT WAY OF APPROACHING GOD, AS IF JESUS HADN'T ALREADY borne OUR SIN. IN VERSE 10 IT SAYS, FOR THIS IS THE COVENANT THAT I WILL MAKE WITH THE HOUSE OF ISRAEL AFTER THOSE DAYS. SAITH THE LORD, I WILL PUT MY LAWS INTO THEIR MIND AND WRITE THEM IN THEIR HEARTS, AND I WILL BE TO THEM A GOD, AND THEY SHALL BE TO ME A PEOPLE. AND THEY SHALL NOT TEACH EVERY MAN HIS NEIGHBOR AND EVERY MAN HIS BROTHER, SAYING, KNOW THE LORD, FOR ALL SHALL KNOW ME FROM THE LEAST TO THE GREATEST. WHAT THAT VERSE 11 IS SAYING IS THAT YOU WON'T JUST HAVE SOMEBODY ELSE TELL YOU ABOUT GOD AND YOU'LL HAVE TO ACCEPT THEIR OPINION AND JUST TAKE IT, YOU KNOW, BASED ON WHAT THEY SAID. BUT NO, IT WILL BE PERSONAL. EVERY SINGLE PERSON WILL HAVE THEIR OWN PERSONAL RELATIONSHIP WITH GOD. YOU WILL KNOW GOD PERSONALLY. BOY, THAT IS HUGE. WE COULD SPEND A LOT MORE TIME ON THAT. IN VERSE 12 IT SAYS, FOR I WILL BE MERCIFUL TO THEIR UNRIGHTEOUSNESS AND THEIR SINS AND THEIR INIQUITIES WILL I REMEMBER NO MORE. DID YOU KNOW THAT THAT VERSE RIGHT THERE, I CAN GUARANTEE YOU, IS NOT UNDERLINED IN MOST CHRISTIANS' BIBLES BECAUSE IT DOES NOT FIT THE MODEL. MOST CHRISTIANS ARE TAUGHT THAT GOD HOLDS OUR SINS AGAINST US. AND THERE'S TWO EXTREMES TO THIS. I'VE MENTIONED THIS BEFORE, BUT THE ULTRA-PENTECOSTALS BELIEVE THAT IF YOU SIN AFTER YOU'RE BORN AGAIN, BUT IF YOU GO AND COMMIT A SIN, AND IF YOU DON'T GET THAT SIN CONFESSED AND UNDER THE BLOOD AND IF YOU WERE TO HAVE SOMETHING LIKE A CAR WRECK AND DIE AND DIDN'T HAVE TIME TO CONFESS IT, THAT YOU WOULD GO TO HELL. EVEN IF YOU'D served GOD FOR 40 OR 50 YEARS, YOU'D GO STRAIGHT TO HELL BECAUSE YOU HAD AN UNCONFESSED SIN IN YOUR LIFE. A LESSER INTERPRETATION IS BY MOST EVANGELICALS. THEY DON'T BELIEVE YOU LOSE YOUR SALVATION. THEY BELIEVE THAT ONCE YOU'RE SAVED, YOU'RE SAVED, AND IF YOU WERE TO DIE IN A STATE WHERE YOU HAD UNCONFESSED SIN IN YOUR LIFE, YOU WOULD GO TO HEAVEN, BUT THEY WILL SAY, YOU DON'T GET ANY OF THE BENEFITS. GOD WON'T FELLOWSHIP WITH YOU. GOD WILL NOT GIVE YOU HIS JOY, HIS PEACE. HE WON'T USE YOU. HE WON'T ANSWER YOUR PRAYERS. THAT'S THE SAME THING. IN OTHER WORDS, GOD IS STILL IMPUTING SIN UNTO YOU JUST TO A LESSER DEGREE THAN WHAT THE PENTECOSTALS SAY THAT YOU LOSE YOUR SALVATION EVERY TIME YOU SIN AND YOU GOT TO BE BORN AGAIN, AGAIN. THAT IS NOT WHAT THIS IS SAYING. THIS, UNDER THIS NEW COVENANT, I WILL BE MERCIFUL To their unrighteousness and their sins and iniquities, I will remember no more. That is contrary to the way that most people are living. Let me just put in a little parenthetical phrase. I've said this a dozen times, but I know that there's people that just watch this program, they'll get just a little uh, statement that I just made, and they'll go off and they'll say, Well, Andrew's saying that you can go live in sin and you can do whatever you want to. I'm saying that God is not going to hold sin against you. God is not going to punish you. God won't reject you because of sin. If you think that he does, well then let me ask you, which sin is it that he rejects you over? And you would have to say, well, it's the big ones because we all sin. I mean, I lose my temper sometimes. Sometimes I speed and don't abide by the law of the lands. Every once in a while, you know, I don't honor my wife or honor my husband. And so we all sin, we all come short, but. YOU CAN'T HAVE A BIG SIN, LIKE ADULTERY, LYING, STEALING. YOU KNOW, IN JAMES CHAPTER 2, VERSE 10, IT SAYS, IF YOU KEEP THE WHOLE LAW AND YET OFFEND IN ONE POINT, YOU BECOME GUILTY OF ALL. THOSE WHO WOULD SAY THAT IF YOU COMMITTED ADULTERY AND YOU WERE DRIVING BACK HOME AND YOU HAD A CAR WRECK AND YOU GOT KILLED AND YOU DIDN'T HAVE THAT SIN CONFESSED, YOU WOULD GO TO HELL. IF YOU ARE GOING TO BE CONSISTENT BECAUSE IF YOU KEEP THE WHOLE LAW AND YET OFFEND IN ONE POINT, YOU BECOME GUILTY OF ALL, IF YOU ARE GOING TO BELIEVE THAT THOSE BIG SINS COULD MAKE YOU LOSE YOUR SALVATION, WELL THEN IF YOU GO 56 MILES AN HOUR IN A 55 mile AN HOUR ZONE AND YOU DIED IN A CAR WRECK, YOU WOULD GO TO HELL BECAUSE YOU BROKE THE LAW OF THE LAND AND THE LORD TOLD US THAT WE'RE SUPPOSED TO OBEY THOSE THAT ARE IN AUTHORITY OVER US AND OBEY THE LAWS OF THE LAND. IF YOU KEEP THE WHOLE LAW AND YET OFFEND IN ONE POINT if you aren't honoring the government, whether you are living a holy life sexually, whether you are not getting drunk, not doing drugs, but if you aren't honoring people, if you're gossiping, if you're operating in fear, you know, and it says, To him that knows to do good and does it not to him, it is sin. So sin isn't only when you break one of the Ten Commandments, sin is when you know to do good and you don't do it. If you know that you're supposed to honor your mate, if you know that you're supposed to LOVE YOUR CHILDREN, IF YOU KNOW THAT YOU ARE SUPPOSED TO GIVE AND YOU AREN'T GIVING OR WHATEVER IT IS, IT DOESN'T HAVE TO BE ONE OF THE BIG TEN. YOU JUST FAIL IN ANY AREA, WHICH THE BIBLE SAYS ALL OF US FAIL. WELL THEN, YOU HAVE COMMITTED SIN. SO IF YOU BELIEVE THAT SIN IS GOING TO SEPARATE YOU FROM GOD, AND JAMES 2.10 SAYS THAT ALL SIN, ANY SIN, WOULD CAUSE YOU TO BE SEPARATED FROM GOD, WELL THEN, YOU WOULD HAVE... THE MOMENT YOU GET BORN AGAIN, I'D JUST HAVE TO KILL YOU BECAUSE THAT'S THE ONLY WAY YOU COULD RETAIN THAT HOLINESS AND RELATIONSHIP WITH GOD IF IT WAS BASED ON YOUR ACTIONS. BUT THIS NEW COVENANT SAYS THAT I WILL BE MERCIFUL TO THEIR UNRIGHTEOUSNESS AND THEIR SINS AND THEIR iniquities, WHILE I REMEMBER NO MORE. GOD IS NOT GOING TO PUNISH YOU FOR YOUR SINS, BUT YOUR SINS WILL COST YOU MORE THAN YOU WANT TO PAY. IT'LL KEEP YOU LONGER THAN YOU WANT TO STAY. YOU DO NOT WANT TO LIVE IN SIN. SATAN GAINS AN ACCESS TO YOU THROUGH SIN. SO I AM NOT SAYING THAT YOU ARE JUST FREE TO GO LIVE IN SIN. I'VE SAID THIS BEFORE, IF YOU GO LIVE IN SIN, YOU'RE STUPID BECAUSE YOU ARE GIVING SATAN JUST A FREE SHOT AT YOU. AND JOHN CHAPTER 10, VERSE 10 SAYS THAT HE COMES ONLY TO STEAL, KILL, AND TO DESTROY. SO IF YOU GIVE SATAN ACCESS TO YOU LIKE THAT, YOU ARE GOING TO SUFFER. YOU WILL HAVE SICKNESS. YOU WILL HAVE PAIN. YOU WILL HAVE POVERTY. YOU'LL HAVE BROKEN RELATIONSHIPS. YOU WILL HAVE DEPRESSION, DISCOURAGEMENT, FEAR, ON AND ON, ALL OF THE THINGS THAT ARE A RESULT OF SIN. IF YOU GO LIVE IN SIN, YOU ARE JUST ABSOLUTELY STUPID. BUT WHAT I'M SAYING IS GOD LOVES YOU STUPID. GOD IS STILL IN LOVE WITH YOU. IF YOU'VE BEEN BORN AGAIN, GOD STILL LOVES YOU. YOU DON'T LOSE YOUR SALVATION BUT YOU ARE GOING TO GIVE SATAN INROAD INTO YOUR LIFE AND YOU AREN'T GOING TO PROSPER. PLUS, THE SCRIPTURE MAKES IT VERY CLEAR, LIKE IN TITUS CHAPTER 2 VERSE 11, THAT THE GRACE OF GOD THAT BRINGS SALVATION HAS APPEARED UNTO ALL MEN, TEACHING US TO DENY UNGODLINESS AND WORLDLY LUST THAT WE SHOULD LIVE SOBERLY AND RIGHTEOUSLY IN THIS PRESENT EVEN WORLD. SO THE GRACE OF GOD TEACHES PEOPLE TO LIVE holy. ANYBODY WHO WOULD TAKE WHAT I'M SAYING ABOUT THIS NEW COVENANT AND THE GRACE THAT IS NOW REVEALED TO US AND USE THAT AS AN EXCUSE TO GO LIVE IN SIN, I DON'T BELIEVE THAT YOU HAVE RECEIVED SALVATION. YOU ARE EITHER TOTALLY DECEIVED AND YOU ARE GOING TO SUFFER OR PROBABLY YOU JUST NEED TO BE BORN AGAIN. BECAUSE 1 JOHN CHAPTER 3 VERSE 3 SAYS, EVERY MAN THAT HAS THIS HOPE IN HIM PURIFIES HIMSELF EVEN AS HE IS PURE. If you don't seek to purify yourself, if you don't want to live a godly life, I mean, if you would take what I'm saying and say, Man, this is wonderful, I can go get drunk, I can go live in sexual sin, I can go do anything, and God still loves me, He's going to be gracious to my unrighteousness and my sins and iniquities, He'll remember no more. I can just go live in sin. You aren't born again. When you get born again, God changes your heart, and you want to live for God. Now, you may not be doing a good job of it because religion, AND THIS CONDEMNATION AND THIS FEAR OF GOD'S PUNISHMENT AND JUDGMENT ACTUALLY DRIVES PEOPLE AWAY FROM GOD INSTEAD OF DRAWING THEM TO GOD. SO YOU MAY NOT BE LIVING A VERY HOLY LIFE, BUT IF YOU WERE TRULY BORN AGAIN, THAT IS YOUR DESIRE. IF YOU WOULD TAKE WHAT I'M SAYING AND USE IT FOR AN EXCUSE TO GO LIVE IN SIN, YOUR HEART HAS NOT BEEN CHANGED. YOU NEED TO BE BORN AGAIN. DID YOU KNOW YOU COULD CALL OUR OFFICES. NOW AGAIN, TODAY THEY'RE CLOSED BECAUSE OF THE HOLIDAY, BUT ON A REGULAR BASIS, NORMALLY MONDAY THROUGH FRIDAY, FROM 4 O'CLOCK IN THE MORNING UNTIL LIKE 9.30 AT NIGHT, YOU CAN CALL AND YOU CAN PRAY WITH PEOPLE. YOU CAN GO TO OUR WEBSITE AND YOU CAN PRAY THERE AND YOU CAN RECEIVE JESUS AS YOUR LORD. BUT IF YOU WANT TO GO LIVE IN SIN, I'M NOT SURE YOU'VE EVER BEEN BORN AGAIN. SO AGAIN, BACK TO HEBREWS, CHAPTER 8, VERSE 12, FOR I WILL BE MERCIFUL TO THEIR UNRIGHTEOUSNESS AND THEIR SINS AND INIQUITIES, I WILL REMEMBER NO MORE. IN THAT HE SAITH, A NEW COVENANT HE HATH MADE THE FIRST OLD. NOW THAT WHICH DECAYETH AND WAXETH OLD IS READY TO VANISH AWAY. AGAIN, THE AVERAGE CHRISTIAN TODAY TAKES THE OLD COVENANT AND THE NEW COVENANT AND JUST KIND OF MIXES THEM ALL TOGETHER, AND THEY TRY AND SERVE GOD THINKING THAT THEY'RE JUST LIKE YOU KNOW, uh, TWO DIFFERENT HANDS. They, THEY FIT TOGETHER LIKE THIS. NO, THEY DON'T. THEY AREN'T COMPATIBLE. YOU KNOW, WHEN JESUS TAUGHT THE PARABLE ABOUT YOU CAN'T PUT NEW WINE INTO AN OLD WINE SKIN BECAUSE AS THE FERMENTATION TAKES PLACE, THE GAS WILL MAKE THEM EXPLODE, uh, EXPAND, AND IF THE WINE SKINS HAVE ALREADY BEEN EXPANDED ONCE, THEY BECOME BRITTLE, AND AS IT BEGINS TO EXPAND, IT WILL BURST THE BOTTLES. YOU ALSO CAN'T PUT A NEW PATCH on an old garment, because when you watch wash it, as the new patch begins to shrink, the old garment has already shrunk and has already expanded all that it can, and it will tear it, and it just doesn't work. That those two parables are all about that the old covenant and the new covenant do not fit together; they are incompatible. Now they don't contradict each other. The old covenant. HAD A PURPOSE, AND IT BROUGHT US UNTO CHRIST. AND I AM GOING TO TEACH ABOUT THAT AS WE GO FURTHER INTO THIS SERIES. I'M NOT SAYING THAT THE OLD COVENANT WAS SIN. I'M NOT SAYING IT WAS WRONG. ACTUALLY, THE OLD COVENANT WAS PERFECT. IT WAS US THAT WERE SIN. IT WAS US THAT BECAUSE OF SIN, NONE OF US COULD KEEP THE OLD COVENANT. IF WE COULD HAVE LIVED A PERFECT LIFE, THEN THE OLD COVENANT WOULD HAVE GIVEN US RELATIONSHIP WITH GOD. BUT BECAUSE ALL OF US HAVE SINNED AND COME SHORT OF THE GLORY OF GOD, THEN THE OLD COVENANT JUST BROUGHT US DEATH AND CONDEMNATION. AND SO THERE HAD TO BE A NEW COVENANT. THERE WAS A PLACE FOR US REALIZING OUR SIN AND COMING TO THE END OF ourselves, SO THAT WE RECOGNIZE THAT WE CAN'T EVER PLEASE GOD. WE CAN'T EVER... BE HOLY ENOUGH TO EARN SALVATION. THAT WAS THE PURPOSE OF THE LAW, WAS TO CONDEMN US AND SHOW US OUR NEED FOR A SAVIOR. SO IT HAD A PLACE. BUT ONCE YOU COME TO THE LORD, THEN YOU AREN'T SUPPOSED TO LIVE UNDER THE CONDEMNATION AND THE SIN CONSCIOUSNESS THAT THE OLD TESTAMENT LAW PRODUCED. SO THE OLD TESTAMENT LAW AND THE NEW TESTAMENT GRACE, THEY DON'T CONTRADICT EACH OTHER. THEY complement EACH OTHER, BUT THEY DO NOT FIT TOGETHER. THEY, YOU DON'T OPERATE UNDER BOTH OF THESE COVENANTS AT ONE TIME. BOY, THE THINGS I'VE SAID HERE TODAY ARE IMPORTANT. IT'S BIG, AND YOU KNOW, THIS TEACHING THAT I'M DOING, IT GOES INTO A LOT MORE DETAIL. WHAT I'M SAYING IS REALLY NOT COMPLICATED AT ALL. IT'S VERY, 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 VERY SIMPLE, BUT IT IS CONTRADICTORY TO WHAT 90% OF THE CHRISTIAN CHURCH IS TEACHING TODAY. THEY ARE STILL LIVING UNDER THIS OLD COVENANT LAW and this statement right here, I'm reading out of Scripture. It says, Now that which decayeth and waxeth old is ready to vanish away. That's a quotation from Scripture about the Old Testament law. I guarantee you most churches today, if I would say that the Old Testament law is passing away, they would hit the roof. They would be mad, upset. And yet this is exactly what the Scriptures say. MOST PEOPLE HAVE NOT COME OUT FROM UNDER THE PERFORMANCE-BASED MENTALITY THAT THE OLD TESTAMENT LAW DICTATED. SO IN CHAPTER 9, REMEMBER THAT THIS WAS WRITTEN AS ONE LETTER. IT'S THE SAME AUTHOR. IT'S NOT A NEW PERSON. IT'S NOT A NEW SUBJECT. HE NOW BEGINS TO TALK ABOUT SOME OF THE FURNITURE THAT WAS IN THE FIRST TABERNACLE OR THE TEMPLE AND IT SAYS IN VERSE 1 IT SAYS, THEN VERILY THE FIRST COVENANT HAD ALSO ORDINANCES OF DIVINE SERVICE AND A WORLDLY SANCTUARY. FOR THERE WAS A TABERNACLE MADE, THE FIRST WHEREIN WAS THE candlestick AND THE TABLE AND THE SHOWBREAD, WHICH IS CALLED THE SANCTUARY. AND AFTER THAT THE SECOND VEIL, THE TABERNACLE, WHICH IS CALLED THE HOLIEST OF ALL, WHICH HAD THE GOLDEN CENSER AND THE ARK OF THE COVENANT OVERLAID ROUND ABOUT WITH GOLD, WHEREIN WAS THE GOLDEN POT THAT HAD MANNA AND AARON'S ROD THAT BUDDED AND THE TABLE'S OF THE COVENANT. NOW, YOU KNOW, TO MOST PEOPLE, THIS ISN'T VERY EXCITING, BUT EVERY ONE OF THESE THINGS HAD A SPECIFIC PURPOSE, AND IT SYMBOLIZED SOMETHING ABOUT OUR RELATIONSHIP AND HOW WE APPROACH GOD. BUT IN THE FIFTH VERSE, NOW THIS IS IMPORTANT THAT YOU GET THIS, IN THE FIFTH VERSE IT SAYS, AND OVER IT, THIS IS TALKING ABOUT OVER THE ARK OF THE COVENANT AND THE uh, MERCY SEAT, WHERE THERE WERE TWO CHERUBIMS THERE. It says in, in verse five and over it the cherubims of glory shadowing the mercy seat of which we cannot now speak particularly. You know, this is an important passage of scripture right here because this is saying that all of these old Testament uh, pieces of furniture that were in the temple, such as, you know, the candlestick and the altar of incense that symbolized prayer, and the showbread that talked about that you know by his we had to live by his body in. THERE'S SYMBOLISM TO EVERY PIECE OF THIS. BUT HE SAYS IN VERSE 5, THERE WERE THESE CHERUBIMS OF GLORY SHADOWING THE MERCY SEAT OF WHICH WE CANNOT NOW SPEAK PARTICULARLY. IN OTHER WORDS, EVERYTHING ELSE HAD A PURPOSE, BUT THE CHERUBIMS OF GLORY, THAT DOESN'T APPLY TO US ANYMORE. AND I'VE JUST GOT A VERY SHORT PERIOD OF TIME HERE TO SAY THIS, BUT THE CHERUBIMS WERE NOT FAT LITTLE BABIES. THAT YOU KNOW, WERE CUTE OR SOMETHING LIKE THAT. THEY WERE WARRIOR ANGELS AND THE PURPOSE OF IT WAS THAT IF ANYBODY ENTERED INTO THE PRESENCE OF GOD EXCEPT THE HIGH PRIEST AND HE ONLY COULD COME IN ONE TIME EVERY YEAR, IF YOU ENTERED AND IF EVERYTHING HADN'T BEEN DONE RIGHT, THESE cherubims OF GLORY WOULD KILL PEOPLE. AND NOW, WE CAN'T USE THAT SYMBOLISM BECAUSE IT SAYS OVER HERE IN CHAPTER 10, I'LL BE GETTING TO THIS LATER, WE NOW HAVE BOLDNESS that we can enter right into the holy of holies by a new and living way the veil has been rent too there are no cherubims there to kill you the way unto god has been opened up unto all through the lord jesus christ we have a better covenant upon better promises and we have a better relationship with god MAN, I'VE GOT A LOT MORE THINGS I WANT TO SAY. I'M GOING TO HAVE TO CONTINUE THIS ON MY PROGRAM TOMORROW. AGAIN, I'VE GOT DVDs AND CDS ON THIS. I'VE ALSO GOT BOOKS IN ENGLISH AND IN SPANISH. AND THEN WE HAVE STUDY GUIDES THAT IS SPECIFICALLY MADE SO THAT YOU COULD DISCIPLE OTHER PEOPLE IF IT'S truth. LISTEN TO OUR ANNOUNCER AS HE GIVES YOU ALL THIS INFORMATION. REMEMBER, OUR PHONES ARE CLOSED TODAY, BUT YOU CAN GO TO OUR WEBSITE AND RECEIVE THESE MATERIALS.
0: We hope you enjoyed this edition of The Gospel Truth. Andrew would like to extend a special thank you to the Grace Partners of Andrew Womack Ministries. Your gifts make it possible for us to broadcast this message consistently all around the world. Because of your contributions, we've been able to put free ministry materials into the hands of millions in need. If you're not already a Grace Partner, we ask you to pray about becoming one today.
1: I'D REALLY LIKE TO ENCOURAGE YOU TO GET THIS MATERIAL. THIS BOOK ON THE WAR IS OVER IS AVAILABLE IN ENGLISH AND IN SPANISH. AND THEN I HAVE A STUDY GUIDE THAT IS ALSO IN ENGLISH AND IN SPANISH. THIS IS PRIMARILY FOR DISCIPLESHIP. IT'S A TREMENDOUS TOOL THAT HAS A CD-ROM INSIDE WHERE YOU CAN PRINT OUT THE QUESTIONS AND DISCIPLE OTHERS. AND THEN I HAVE CDs AND DVDs. I TELL YOU, THIS TEACHING WOULD CHANGE YOUR LIFE. LISTEN TO OUR ANNOUNCER AND RESPOND TODAY.
0: Andrew's teaching titled The War Is Over is available in a CD album recorded live from a Gospel Truth seminar or in a DVD album made from our daily television broadcast. You can also get this teaching as a book or study guide in either English or Spanish. Or you can get The War Is Over package, which includes your choice of either the CD or DVD album, the book, and the study guide. This package has a catalog value of $85, but you can get it today for only $60. Our helpline is closed today to allow our employees to celebrate the New Year's holiday. But you can always visit our website where you can order ministry materials online 24 hours a day, 7 days a week at awmi.net. On our website, you'll not only find materials from today's broadcast, you'll also find a wealth of ministry resources available to you. If you prefer, you can order materials by writing us. Use the address on your screen. We'd like to point out Andrew's upcoming speaking schedule. Mark your calendars to come meet Andrew at one of these events and let the Word of God transform your life. In the month of January, to welcome in the new year, Andrew will be in Phoenix, Arizona for the annual Phoenix Gospel Truth Conference. In February, he'll be in Orlando and Oakland, Florida. And in March, he'll be at the Sanctuary in Woodland Park, Colorado for the annual Karis Bible College Men's Advance with special guest Tony Dungy, New York Times bestselling author, NFL Hall of Fame and Super Bowl winning coach, and James Brown, Emmy award-winning broadcaster on the CBS and NFL networks. Also at the Sanctuary in March, Andrew will be hosting the Army Conference for Ministers. For more details on Andrew's next meeting in your area, visit our website at awmi.net.
2: Welcome to the AWM Minute, a small glimpse on how your partnership with Andrew Womack Ministries and Care's Bible College is raising disciples around the world. Disciples like Nicole Marbach, whose ministry helps men and women struggling with depression and suicidal thoughts. Before listening to the teachings of Andrew Womack, Nicole was diagnosed with bipolar disorder and struggled with cutting herself, until the day God gave her the supernatural revelation that as His daughter, she was healed. After overcoming what many thought would be her demise, Nicole furthered her understanding of God's Word through attending Karis Bible College Chicago. It
0: has just increased my healing by showing me who I I am in Christ and understanding that we already have everything in us through Jesus Christ.
2: Today Nicole is an accomplished author and speaker whose testimony reminds us all that with God no situation is hopeless. To see the full healing journey of Nicole Marbach, visit awmi.net today. Want to dive deeper into the Word, but your busy schedule robs you of that opportunity? Now you can listen to The Gospel Truth wherever you go with the Gospel Truth radio app.
1: 24 hours a day, seven days a week, we are broadcasting the gospel, not only our individual television programs, but we've got conferences on there and it's great.
2: No matter how your time is divided up each day, now you can plug in to The Gospel Truth 24-7 at your convenience. It's a great way to stay connected in a world that demands so much of your time. Tap the app and start listening to Gospel Truth Radio.